You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number three with Dr. Lisa Gadd of Health on Purpose. Uh, make sure you stay up to date and click subscribe because I release a new podcast every couple of weeks and you can find me on Instagram at Luke Page underscore, underscore, underscore. So Lisa and I actually did a business course several years ago together and we've just briefly stayed in touch over the years. So um, on this episode, we speak everything health and when she first started, she's been in osteo for the last decade has a wealth of knowledge and what I like about it is she gives us some tips as business owners because sometimes we don't look after ourselves because it's a it's a tough thing building your business. She gives us tips on how to stay um, performing at our peak, keep our mindset right, our body right and everything in between. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast, where every single week I speak to different entrepreneurs and business owners and basically get their their journey, speak to them about their journey, where they first started to where they are now, what they went through, everything in between. Today, I've got with me Dr. Lisa Gadd. Now, Lisa's an esteemed business leader and founder of the Living Health Group. Um, she's an osteopath, a fitness professional and a nationally recognized coach and trainer in the health and fitness industry, and she's also a passionate speaker. Welcome, Lisa. Good morning, Luke. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. I was, um, Lisa, it's probably a good time to speak to you because uh, I've just had my bucks pay the last on the weekend at the snow, Ooh. and a couple of days of drinking right now. I'm feeling sore. My body's sore. My mind's sore. So very relevant person to be speaking to today. Yes. Alcohol can have, have that effect on us. It does, it does. It does take it does. a couple of days to recover. Or in my case, probably probably a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, um, look, you've obviously got a big passion about health and fitness, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Just, can you tell me, like, how this all started, how you got into business, how the Living Health Group started? And I know that you're now also starting up your own personal brand and doing speaking. Yep. So, yeah, where did this all start? Um, this all started, oh, if I go back right to the start, um, my passion for health is always, like I've always had a passion for health. As a kid, I played every sport under the sun. Um, I was a netballer, basketballer. I played quite high level. Um, I was constantly injured, which meant for me, I was often seeing my physio um, and then osteopath. And so going through high school, I was, that led me just to a no-brainer of call. I wanted to get into osteopathy, um, which I absolutely loved. And, you know, did the hard yards, got through the uni slog of five years and then got out in practice. And in my very first year out of practice, I actually fell really sick. Um, so I was 24. Um, it was my first year out of uni. Like I was loving work. I was playing sport all weekend. I was out on the weekends. I was living the dream. And mm. then all of a sudden, just like that, um, I'd had a stroke. Mm. And so that really set me back Um both with my career, but also where I was with life. And just, yep. it gave me a full change of perspective of life and what I really wanted and where I was at. And um, it really taught me the lessons of how powerful our body and our mind is and what it can actually do. Mm. So through my recovery from that, I learned that, okay, 
recovery and the body and the mind, it wasn't just about, um, and osteopathy wasn't just about like how well we move and the food we eat, but it was so much more. Um, and I got back after recovering and I was working as an osteopath for someone else and I just felt like there was so such a gap missing between what I was doing as an osteopath and what we could give back and teach people um, about their health. And like the health was just way more than just moving. It was about mindset, it was about nutrition. Um, it was just encompassed so many different facets, our relationships. And so I just wanted to go out on my own and start I just, I born the Living Health Group. So it was a real focus on one, how well our body moves and pain, but also like we focused on nutrition, we focused on relationships, we focused on um, mindset and how can we really help people or support people to live their best and healthy life. All right, so when you had a stroke, what age were you? When you 24. Had 24, well, mm. and you were already practicing in osteo. Yeah, then. so I'd been out practicing, yeah. I think it was a good 12 months out of uni. Okay. So you were practicing, you then had a stroke, and yep. then what, what was the cause? Um, they're still, they never really gave me an answer to that. Mm. Um, probably the only thing the doctors could gear me towards was maybe the contraceptive pill that I was taking at the time. Mm. Um, but I, I still don't have a real definite answer on what was um, the cause of that. Mm, okay. So what made you actually go from, you know, working for someone to going, yeah. well, I want to do my own thing and run the show? Yeah. Um, so I I got frustrated with working for someone because yeah. I felt like we were just, um, we were helping people and supporting people, but it was just on a, you know, you've got a sore neck, a sore back. And I was like, there is so much more to your health. Mm. Um, and I learned that through my recovery from the stroke that there's so much more than just getting you moving better. Yep. Um, and getting you out of an injury. Mm -hmm. Like nutrition, mindset mm -hmm. plays a huge part, um, the relationships we have in our life. All of that encompasses who we are as mm. um, people and our health. Gotcha. So the Living Health Group, that's is it all about combining and joining that all yeah. together? Because I, yeah. I know you guys do osteo, you do uh, yeah. you osteo, naturopath. Rem yeah. Remedial massage, yeah. um, and we do some nutrition stuff as well. So that's all it's yeah. all about, bringing everything yeah. together. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of your clients tend to, because um, so you, your clients will come in and then they have a, uh, a, what's the session that you call where they, I think. Like a consultation? Put, yeah, consultation, yeah. one of those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do, do you find that they tend to see one of your, um, like say an osteo, for example, they see you, yeah. or do they tend to see multiple parts no. of the... Of, they, they tend to see multiple yeah. parts of our yeah. team. Yes. And as practitioners, we work together to support you to get your, mm. um, to get all your health optimised rather right. than just like your sore neck or back. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's a real holistic, nice. how can we help you on a holistic level um, yep. live your best life? All right. Um, are there many like companies out there doing the same thing or is the majority just, okay, it's just an osteo or it's just a physio or? Um, yeah, there are qu quite a few companies that are predominantly just osteo physio. Mm. Yep. Um, for me, it was about creating something where you could go to one place where everyone was on the same page with your health. We all had the same outcome and we just wanted to support you to um, live a better quality life so you got better whether that's more time with your friends or family or yeah. um, better quali quality relationships. So how did how was the transition? Because that's the tricky thing with startup business is transitioning from working a job, yeah. you get your income, you know it's coming in, to starting your own business and guess what? Yeah. That income goes. So 
Can you tell me about the transition from, yeah, from going from... So I had a really interesting transition. Yeah. I, I was working, um, I'd cut back my hours at a clinic I was working at mm-hmm. um, to start this and I'd signed my lease for this. And then when I told my boss that I was you know, going out on my own, mm. um, she fired me on the spot. Oh, what? So I had no choice but to... Oh, wow. Yeah, to make this work and just... Um, go all in and just give it everything I had and get it off the ground and mm. and then five years later and yeah. So where was, was the lease here or was it somewhere else? Yeah, no, so it's on the lease here. So yep. right here? Yep. And how long ago was that? That's five years. Five years yep. ago? Yeah, we've just rolled on five years. That's pretty nuts. So how did you how did you make it work? So you did you even have a team lined up or was nothing? It was just yourself? No, there was just me and yep. so I started with... Um, I had a naturopath, I had a remedial massage, I had a myo, um, mm-hmm. and myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that first probably couple of months. Did you know these people? Um, a couple of them t- I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah So yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd poached some staff from previous clinics. Um, yeah. One girl I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. Um, one girl I taught in the fitness um, industry. Yes. So I just, yeah, poached people. So you're the poaching editor. Yeah. The poach owner. <laughs> So um, how did you go like getting clients at the, from the beginning? What was, your, what was the strategy? Yeah, so that was, and to be honest, that was my biggest fear of um, how would I get clients or what would I, you know, why would people come and see me? Mm-hmm. Um, so to overcome that, I actually came up with a strategy of, and I wrote down 200 ways of how I get clients. 200 ways? 200 ways. It took me quite a while. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that broke That's my awesome. fear of, you know, shit, people don't want to see me. I mm. won't have clients. Mm. Um, you know, how will I pay my bills? So it broke me through that fear. Nice. And um, I'm lucky I'm a people's person. Yeah. So I build my relationships yeah. um, really easy. And for yeah. me, getting in front of people, building that re- relationship, mm-hmm. um, that was easy. That's cool because, like, I mean, uh, you know, a common thing that, we, you know, we all have a voice of doubt. And especially Definitely. when you're starting up business, yeah. that voice is so loud. And it's usually a voice that holds so many people back from ever starting a business or doing whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. So would you say writing that 200 ways to get clients, was that some way of actually quieting that, that voice? That It definitely did help. Yeah. It got me started. Can I have that research? <laughs> sure. <laughs> definitely. Ways. Can you share like what are some of the 200 ways? Like, um, I, <laughs> I Probably my biggest ways is I tapped into my local networks. Like I was... Um, I'm really community involved, so yeah. um, I was pretty well known at my local gym that I'd mm-hmm. worked at worked at as a PT and a fitness trainer. Um, so I tapped into that and just told like everyone at the gym what I was doing. I gave free seminars and workshops at local councils, at local schools, to teachers, um, to the local community, just to get myself in front of people to say, "Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're about." Gotcha. Yeah. Because I mean, the Living Health Group is very well. It's it's something that you have to have someone in this local area, yeah. basically, yeah? yeah? It's okay, local focused. So community, okay, nice, that's a cool tip. Um, my next question would be around, and maybe it's the same answer, but what's been, like, say, your biggest challenge in business to date? My biggest challenge? Um, my biggest challenge would probably be about my... Th- Oh, I'm going to say second or third year where I nearly lost the whole business just from a financial point of view. Um, I had employed one of my team members 
um, who was an osteopath and I was at that point where what I was paying her and what she was bringing in didn't balance up and mm-hmm. it had been going on for a good three a good three months and it, I was just at that point I had to make some business changes mm. otherwise um, I yeah I would have lost um, everything yeah wow yeah so what's it like having that stress look it's definitely not fun mm. um, and you know I've probably gone through that period twice now of having that oh shit I need to make some changes quick mm. um, yeah I think finances is probably always the biggest challenge for a, a startup business having enough mm. cash flow coming in mm-hmm. to meet your overheads um, and then to pay yourself and pay your team mm. um, that's definitely the biggest challenge and yeah, it's definitely the biggest stress yeah yeah and mm. um, I was going to ask about before which I forgot to was around the um, your speaking now as well mm. So um, can you tell us more about the speaking and what you're doing there? Yeah, so I, uh, every year I go to Cambodia. This will be my third year in October. Um, mm. I head there with the Project Gen Z group um, and we give back to the local community in um, Cambodia, so at Sunrise Cambodia, who, which Geraldine Cox heads up. And I came away from that last year and I was like, I just felt like I could be contributing or giving back more to our mm. world, like what we've got here at Living Health Group is great, but I just feel like I could be um, supporting or helping people more than just one-on-one um, with clients. Mm. So I just, yeah, I'd, I'd spoken to a few people in my network. Um, they, they'd given me the support that I needed. And then I was like, right, I'm just going to share my story and support people on a bigger scale, mm. um, which has moved me into some more speaking and presenting um, to corporates, um, quite heavily involved in schools, which I absolutely love mm-hmm. um, as well. So going back to either sharing my story with uh, students. Um, so high school? Yeah, predominantly high school students yep. or running workshops for them. Cool. How did you get into those? Because I was actually looking at doing some speaking in schools as well. So um, how did you get into them? So I'm involved with a team at Ambezi, which is called um, Give an Hour. So uh, you register with ambezi.com and you pretty much, they'll put you forward to share your story with a school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really good starting point. Mm-hmm. Helps yeah, yeah, cure yeah. those nerves of speaking in front of people. Yeah. Um, and through my Project Gen Z community as well, yeah. um, I've been able to get in front of quite a few school groups. Yes. Um, and then to be honest, I've just reached out to quite a few schools. Like yeah. Halebury, yep. I do work with Halebury, yep. um, which is really good. Yeah. Um, I'm coming up to speak back at my high school as well. Um, That'd be cool. This coming months. Still the yeah, same teachers b- there? Uh, I reckon most of them have changed on. I'm out of school yeah. now a few years, but yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. most of them have moved on. But there'll be a couple there that I still know. Yeah. So that'd That's be good cool. to go back to my own school, like yeah, and um, you know, share my story and give back to that that'd community. Be special. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be really good. So what's the what's the goal for? Um, uh, what's what did you say this side of your business is called? Health on purpose. Health on purpose. So what's the goal and the vision for health on purpose? Yeah, it's so funny. I was just working on my vision this morning. Mm. Um, my vision for health on purpose is to create a health conscious world. So how can we, um, how can we empower people to uh, to take ownership of their health and mm-hmm. live an empowered and purpose filled life? Yeah. And. Is that all come from the reason why that's so meaningful to you? Is that because of what happened to yourself with the stroke or? Yeah. So, yeah, the strokes obviously played a huge part in my life and it's made me really conscious about whatever we want to do in life is simply just a choice. 
Mm-hmm. Like whether we get out of bed to go to the gym is our choice. Um, you know, the food we eat, the food we put in is purely a choice by what we've um, by what we do on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. So if we can empower people to, you know, just even just that one one percent just to live that healthier life, it yeah. has that ripple effect um, and flow and effect to the rest of their life. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna put my phone on silent. <laughs> That's the, you know, so there's like the doorbell. Yeah, just the, you know, just the beginner podcast rule. You probably should put your, your phone on silent. So while talking about the, um, what you just mentioned there, what are some tips that you would have for, you know, business owners yeah. to um, basically stay at their, their healthiest and they're performing at their best? Because, you know, building a business can can take yeah. a toll on your, on your health. Definitely. So what are some tips? Yeah, often as business owners, we get so caught up on like, going through the motions and we've got to do this and we've got to do that and just hustle, hustle, hustle. Mm. And generally our health is the very first thing that we let go. And we're, yeah. and the common thing is, oh, I don't have time. But if we stop and look at it, if we invest in our, if we make the time for ourselves and invest in our health, it actually gives us that vehicle for life and it allows us to, you know, to function better, to um, concentrate a little bit better, to have a little bit more energy um, and to manage that stress a little bit better. Mm-hmm. My very first tip would be sleep. Sleep's such an underrated, um, yeah, underrated factor. Yeah. I think if we can all aim for good quality sleep, um, mm-hmm. it helps with our concentration. It'll help you with better decision making. It'll help you with better food choices. Mm-hmm. Often if we're sleep deprived, we can just crave that fast, that fast food or that chocolate fix, that sugar fix. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so how many hours? Because it's, you know... It's always like, do we get nine, eight, six? So so for adults, you know, we should aim to have eight hours. Adolescents um, are more. Adolescents Mm -hmm. are about that uh, nine to to ten hours um, for adolescents because they're growing and developing and Mm -hmm. then kids are even more. But for us adults, we should be aiming for eight hours a night. Okay, so what about the people out there right now are saying it's not possible? What would you say? Or maybe they've got kids or something like that or... They're working two jobs, you know, whatever it is. For those people that are going to make it a little bit challenging, yeah. what do we what do we do there? Um, or what what are some ways around it? I'd have a look and have a look and look at where you're spending your time. So yeah. is it that you're just at work, or is it that you get at you know you finish work and then you're at home watching TV, or we're spending time on social media for a good hour before bed? Mm. Um, because we've all got the same amount of time in the day. It's just a matter of priority of where we're spending it and what we're doing with that. Yeah. So I'd stop yeah. and have a look and go, okay, do a bit of a time audit. Where am I spending my mm. my time? And, mm-hmm. you know, how much time am I spending on social media yeah. or watching TV? Because yeah. if you look closely, you're probably yeah. wasting a good half an hour to hour scrolling through At Instagram. Least. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The old scroll. Yeah. The old scroll. Okay. And it's, yeah. okay. So sleep is number one. Yeah. I'd say sleep is What's number one. What's the next one? one? Um, and I'm writing these down, by the way. You are? Good. I'm writing them down. I want to yeah. check in with you next week to see yeah, how well you've implemented. I'm a good student. Yep. Um, exercise would be my second one. So yeah. keeping moving. And that can be just as much as a half an hour of moving your body daily, whether that's walking outside in the fresh air. You know, mm-hmm. for some people it's a gym or it's a run. Um, it can just be some really simple stretching and yoga moves, just moving our body daily, especially for those people that are spending quite a bit of their time sitting at their computer or um, on, on a device. Awesome. Yep. So sleep exercise. Yep. And then my third one would be... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with uh, water and nutrition. 
So fueling our body, keeping our body hydrated. So often when people are fatigued, um, it can be simply just due to not drinking enough water. Mm. So we should be trying to have two to three litres a day um, yep. on a normal day. And then if you're exercising or if we're, you know, if it's super hot, um, we're going to be consuming a little bit more. But with our body made up of 70% water, we yeah. really want to keep it hydrated. And often fatigue is the very first symptom of mm. um, not keeping the body hydrated enough. Okay. And that's preferably with water as opposed to like our, our like coffee um, or Coke or those That doesn't drinks. count. No. So someone out there is drinking, you know, five coffees a day. They're like, yeah. oh, well, I'm halfway there. Yeah. Not the case. So coffee actually dehydrates us because yeah. um, of the caffeine level. Mm-hmm. So we should probably aim to have one to two and, and before two o'clock. So yep. anything after two o'clock, that starts to affect our sleep. Okay. So two to three liters of actual water. Does yep. lettuce and broccoli and celery and all those things count because there's water in them or it's we're talking... Just let's, plain old let's water. Go, let's go for just a drink. Plain old yeah, water. Plain old water. Fill your water bottle up. <laughs> have it on your desk. It'll force you to get up and go to the bathroom. So you're yeah. moving from your chair as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good old water. Good old water. Yeah. Right? Okay. They're simple, but if you can get yeah. those foundations right, you'll, you'll notice such a difference um, so in other areas. Number one, eight hours of sleep or close to. Um, if you're struggling to get that amount because you're busy or whatever it is, go through your whole day. Yep. Ride out or even track for the week. Mm where you're spending your time. So if you get up and then, okay, you can say, okay, for this day, this time here, I, I got up and I scrolled. Uh, then I had breakfast, then I brushed my teeth, then I did this, then I did this, and then basically look for patterns where you can change it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, two is exercise. Yes. 30 minutes a day, and it can be the gym, it can be a walk. Yep. It can be Just star moving. jumps. Yep. Just it moving. Can be, yeah. Dancing. Anything. Yep. Dancing Singing. works. Singing. Yep. As long as you're moving your body. Podcasting. <laughs> Maybe we'll just add some dance moves to Pod- the podcast. Well, podcast, I was going to say, we're almost done for the day. Um, then number three is water and nutrition. So uh, two to three liters. What about nutrition though? Um, yeah, nutrition, aiming to eat so healthy. So when I mean by healthy, mm. trying to eat foods that are, are not processed. So lean meats, lots of vegetables, lots of green leafy vegetables, um, mm-hmm. a lot of trying to avoid refined foods. So your sugars... Um, especially when we're tired, that's probably the first thing we go for. Re- yeah. is, you know, the chocolate bar or that um, that sugar hit, which it's going to give us a, a hit, but then it's going to cause us to drop pretty much, you know, within an hour after. Yeah. So eating lots of lean meats, um, lots of veggies, fruits, whole grains, cereals. Nice. Okay. Okay. So then, you know, you know the thing about um, uh, with business owners, there's I guess there's business leaders saying. It's all about hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. And then you got other well-known influential business owners that say the opposite. And yep. It's more like work-life balance. So, mm. you know, being who you are and what space you're in, where do you, what side of the fence do you sit? Where yep. do you sit with that? That was really interesting. And I guess when I first went into business, you know, I was open to that whole world of, yep, hustle, hustle, hustle. And if I'm honest, I probably spent my first three to four years in that hustle mode of just go, mm. go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wondered why every quarter I I would I'd nearly end up in burnout. And I was like, I was exhausted at the end of every quarter. I was like, something's got to change. Something's got to shift mm-hmm. um, for me. So it's probably been the really good the past 12 months where I've been able to implement and change. Um, I've changed my perspective of what hustle is and what and change and put into a perspective of what is work life and balance. Yeah. So for me, yoga was my big, 
my big turning point. Yoga mm-hmm. allowed me allowed me to stop. It allowed mm-hmm. me to still keep moving, but allowed me to connect with who I am, yeah. um, and just and just breathe. Yeah. Okay. What type of yoga do you do? Um, I flip between uh, yoga flow, so vinyasa flow, or um, yin yoga as well, which yeah. is just like the long poses mm. and the holds. Yeah. Um, but it was a really good abil- way for my body to to stop, to still move, but mm-hmm. not be like smashing the gym. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to just slow down and mm. calm my mind a little bit. Because mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, our mind is just constant. Like we've got so many things going through our mind. Yeah. Um, so that was the start of my, okay, how can I learn to quiet my mind? Yeah. Mm. Cool. I love yin. It's like it's... Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, so flowy, isn't it? Just, yeah. Sitting yep. there for minutes holding a stretch. Yep. Um, all right. So I was looking at your... Um, your the Dr. Lisa Gay website. Mm-hmm. And I saw that one of the, the topics that you speak about is mindset on purpose. So yeah. how much do you think that mindset contributes to our success? Because I know that you know a lot of people, especially new starting up business, is that they're like, I'm, they're looking for the strategy. And they're like, tell me the strategy on how to get clients and build a business and make six, seven figures, whatever it is. So what's your thoughts on how much does mindset Yeah, I think success? mindset plays a, a huge part like a good, I'd say good 90 to nearly 100%, mm. um, our thoughts become our reality. Mm. So what we think, um, mm-hmm. we become. So, you know, when, when that stuff comes up of we can't do it or we're scared or that, that's going to show up in our life. Mm. So if we can get into the habit of reframing or catching that thought um, and then reframing it or rephrasing and trying to make it more empowering thought, yep. that, um, yeah, that really helps with our mindset. So when you say reframing, mm-hmm. um, can you explain like uh, what all that means? Yep. Yeah. So, for example, like often, like a common th- thought that we often have is, um, so, you know, I'm not good enough is a common thought that comes up mm-hmm. when we're either putting ourselves out there or we're going for a deal or um, that. So yeah. instead of that, so it's about catching that thought of, okay, that's what's coming up for me. Mm. I can choose to either go with that or I can choose to reframe it and tell myself, okay, mm. yes, I'm enough or I can do this mm-hmm. um, and reframe that and re- do that internal dialogue to ourselves. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So what other like, exercises or routines can we do mm-hmm. to make sure our, you know, we have a great mindset? Yep. I find journaling is really effective. Yeah. Um, it's a really good way of getting out of our head and all those thoughts, get them out of our head, get them on paper. It helps mm. you, one, it'll help you with sleep, but it'll also help you yep. think a little bit clearer. Mm. Um, and you'll be able to start to see those patterns of, okay, where am I giving myself, or where am I doing that negative self-talk and yeah. how can I reframe it? So how can I write that in a more empowering um, empowering way to help me focus on that mm. compared to that negative thought that keeps popping up? So it's like, yeah, because I... I I journal every now and then, um, and I find it's like helps heaps because yeah. every now and then I'll get a little bit overwhelmed or I'll get anxious Definitely. or I'll get negative thoughts. Yeah. So, to because I'm I, I would say that I'm quite expressive for a man, mm-hmm. yeah. But at the end of the day, I still with Courtney, for example, I still feel that I have to be the one that makes this work for our family's future. Yeah, that's yeah. it's it's ingrained into me. So. Sometimes I hold back from telling Courtney how I'm really feeling because I don't want her to worry, yeah? Yeah. And that's a bit of pressure on me. So I find that journaling yeah. gives me a chance to yeah. let it out. 
and I, it's, it, it is very therapeutic. Yeah, yeah. That, and that is really common in men. Us mm. women will tend to, um, whether we're talking with girlfriends or business owners or people in our circle, we'll often vent and get it off our chest, whereas men will tend to just kind of bottle it up and think, I've got to fix it myself because mm. that's how you guys are programmed. I've, yeah. got to, I've got to fix it myself. Yes. So it's a really, I find generally a really good way to nearly do a brain dump. So you get everything out of your head and just onto paper and you just feel after it. It's like a little sigh of relief. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. we've got reframing. We've got uh, journaling. Mm. What, else, what else we got? Reframing, journaling, um, affirmations. Yep. To an to an extent, so giving ourselves, especially if we're one of those people that can often beat ourselves up, um, speaking kinder to ourselves and in a positive context makes such a difference. One for our confidence, but also for our mindset as well. Mm. And you could even do this through journaling, couldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So. What, what what advice would you have for, say, someone that's early stage business or mm-hmm. starting up or thinking of starting, they're listening to this. You've been doing this for probably, what, five years, over five years now. What would be some of your advice that you'd give to these yeah. people? I would definitely recommend, um, one, get really clear on why you've started. So especially when things get tough, and they mm. will. Mm. You know, I'm five years in and I still have tough periods. Um, yes. It's all part of the journey. So getting really clear on why you've started. Mm-hmm. Um, money's not a big enough why. So yeah. if you're in it for money, you know, you probably, I think you're going to have some challenges. So I think having a big enough why yeah. um, to keep you going because shit yeah. gets tough and you've got to learn to ride the waves, know that, yeah, mm. know that it's all part of the journey. Mm. We all go through it, um, you know, five years in and I still go through it. Yeah. Um, but getting really clear on why you started and what yeah, what you want to um, contribute to the, the world or the community. So it's got to be bigger than money. Definitely. Got to be bigger yeah. than money. Yeah. I mean, I was just speaking to Lisa before we started because I, I, I launched my own business a few years ago because I used to be in the blinds industry, blinds and window fencing, um, window fencing industry. And I saw by, by being in that industry, I saw there's a bit of a gap where there would be a, someone would want blinds for their house but there was no easy way of finding the company that was right for them. Yeah. And I saw there's a gap there and I thought, oh, I'm going to build a business around this. So basically what I did is I would come into contact with the customer, find out what they want, and then based off their needs and their wants and requirements, I'll then put them onto the right companies. Now, um, I did this for probably about close to two years and I made sales with it, but regarding the profit margin on it, it was, it was very, very small when it was like, doing a lot of work for nothing. And some months I was losing money, some months I was making a little bit, but it wasn't like, oh, it's, it's recovering the losses type thing. And then when I realized that, yeah, I'm going to have to sit this out for at least another couple of years, mm. what happened was my why and my passion was not strong enough yeah. to sit it out. So it's so true because if you're just in it for money, and a big part of me was in it for money, but a big part of me was in it because... I thought this is something where you don't have to fully rely on a lot of staff. And I had seen the challenges from being employed by the companies that staffing is a massive challenge for companies. So it was almost like I was trying to create a business around all these, I was trying to make a business that's going to seem easy. Mm. But the key thing I was missing was the subject I was teaching about, which was blind. There wasn't a lot of passion there, yeah? 
Yeah. And um, anyone that's seen my videos of me doing <laughs> a, a, a video on blinds, like you can just tell that Luke, you don't give a shizenhausen about these blinds. So yeah. that's so true. Really, yeah. really knowing your why, knowing why you're doing it, it's got to be a major, strong passion. Yeah. If it's just about the money, not saying you can't make it, but there's probably a very, 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 very yeah. high chance that you won't yeah. make it. And if you do make it, and if your 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 drive for money is that strong, you're probably going to he- head down the wrong path anyway. Eventually. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Nice. Be believe that the money will come. Like when you're following your passion and what you, um, what you're passionate about, the money will come. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. So, where anyone listening to this, where can they find you? Yes, so you can find me online. Um, I'm on Instagram at at Dr. Lisa Gad, and I'm on Facebook at Dr. Lisa Gad as well. And then my website is drlisagad.com.au. Awesome, and it's Dr. D R L I S A G A double Double D, folks. <laughs> Not Lisa Gay. G A W D. So just spell it out for us again. So it's D R L I S A G A W D. Excellent. And for anyone that's living in Melbourne, Australia, yep. for Living Health Group. Yep. So we're located in Glen Waverley. Um, again, we're on socials as well. So it's at Living Health Group. Um, and if you're in our local community of Glen Waverley or those surrounding suburbs, uh, we'd love to support you with your health and wellness goals. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming on, Lisa. Thanks, Luke. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at LukePage underscore underscore underscore.